Thunder Media. Welcome to Inside Motorsport, Tony Whitlock, I'm at Bathurst, the 12 hour, and a man who's been here for quite some years, we're going to talk today is Andrew Hall. Andrew, welcome to Inside Motorsport, because thank, it's thank a, a long time coming, but you've spent uh, a lifetime almost, some people's lifetime, unfortunately, 30, 30, short years, 30 years, yeah. Yeah, but um, tell us how you got into motorsport photography. Uh, I used to race motocross, um, and I was injured one season, and decided to pick up a camera and uh, I've always always had a camera with me at any you know as a kid so you grew up in Sydney grew up in Sydney yeah used to race at Oran Park um, and so yeah I just started taking pictures and then I was because I got to know the people at Oran Park um, the organizers when the world superbikes came there in 88 um, I said oh can I get a pass and they went I suppose um, and I did some shots there Mike Dowson bought some shots from me um, a uh, famous Australian motorcycle racer, and then yeah, sort of went from there. And then I uh, did a, uh, I went to the Adelaide Grand Prix in '89 as a spectator, got some shots from the crowd, and submitted those to Chevron Publishing, and um, and Ray Berghaus and Co. And that was that was the start. Yeah, and you stood next to him on a fence many times in your life. Yes, yeah. And the reason that I got you here today was because you're about to embark on. A uh, pretty momentous uh, moment because I've known of you being a Le Mans photographer for, for many years. Mm -hmm. um, but your first one was in 2001. Right. Yeah, I missed. I only missed one, which was 2003, when my, it was too close to the, the date of my daughter uh, was due, being born. So um, I decided it probably wouldn't be a good idea. Discretion is better. Yeah, be on the other yes. side of the world. I did want to uh, name name the daughter, my daughter, after the winner of uh, of Le Mans in 2003, but that didn't that didn't yeah. happen. So. Yeah. So 2001, you go to Le Mans, mm -hmm. yep. and you obviously fell in love with it because you're now coming up for your 19th. 19th. COVID, COVID, COVID ruined uh, ruined a few 20th anniversary uh, occasions. With, I missed the last two years, but um, not because of your real health. No, no. COVID, COVID. Well, Joe, well, we weren't let out of the country. Restrictions. So, yeah. yeah. So um, this year will be my 19th, and then the following year, 2023, will be my 20th. I intend to go for the it's the 100th anniversary of Le Mans. Well, that in 2023, that'll yeah. be huge. Yeah. yeah. So, but every time I go, it's you know people go, "Oh, you've been that many times. Why do you keep going back?" I said, "Well, unless you've been, you can't you can't really describe why. Uh, it's just an incredible event. And and every year I go, I learn something new. And I, I um, the track changes, the access changes. That you know. So we you have to go and create new shots and new new things every year. So. And do you have any regular clients at Le Mans? Uh, I shoot for Daily Sports Car um, okay. website. Yep. Um, and. Uh, yeah, I look. At, I work as part of that that team. Um, have occasional clients. If the Aussies go over there, there's been a few. Was the radio as a spotter as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's um yeah, it's good fun, but it's it's nice and relaxed as well. I, I'm not under too much pressure um, as far as to produce um, a whole bunch of images. I can just do, shoot what I want, and they're happy with what they get. So it's, um, it makes it easy for me. But you've been a Chevron photographer for many years, mm -hmm. and that's both for the annual. Uh, and there are other publications as well. Yes, yeah, I've, I've, we were sort of uh, from nine, yeah, from 1990, all the way through, uh, yeah, Australian the um, Motor Racing Yearbook and the Great Race Book here. It was a, it was a great, uh, a great time. It was the boom time of print as well, when people, you know, people actually read magazines and books, so rather than looked on the on the internet. So. Yeah, indeed. Um, you must have many incidents. 
but there must be some that stick in your memory, whether they're domestic incidents, either here or Adelaide or Howard Park. Are there any of the moments that you've gone, God, I'm glad I do this job? Oh, every time I turn up at, at a racetrack, really. I mean, if, if you get to the point where it becomes blasé, you know, um, you know, I, it was my birthday in January and, and I'm sitting there and on, on, you know, the social media and Facebook I get, um, you know, birthday um, greetings from Dick and Jilly Johnson and you sort of go, oh, that's nice. And then you go... Holy crap! That, that, that's that's you know that's Dick Johnson and Julie Johnson, and it's great. I mean, I was here at Bathurst for Easter, and I photographed Jet Johnson. So yeah. that's the third generation of Johnsons that I photographed. Yeah, Stephen, yeah. Stephen's son. So they're the they're the cool things when you look back and you go, you know what? I'm I'm pretty lucky to do this. Yeah. Um, there are times when I'm standing out in the pouring rain, and that's <laughs> yeah. And it's Eastern Creek last year it was just. And miserable. why didn't I become a journalist? Yeah. Well, yeah, pretty much. And you're carrying a whole bunch of gear, and you know, there's there's times where it's not as glamorous as, as people make out, but. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm certainly lucky and privileged to be on this side of the fence. So. Now, you said earlier that you did the photography for the Grand Prix Corporation in Adelaide mm-hmm. for a number of years. Yep. Tell us about some of those incidents. I mean, you obviously were around the F1 teams and had full access there. It was much better back then. I mean, well, access was easier back then, you know, Damon Hill and, and uh, yeah, the 93, 94, 95. I, I remember sitting, we had a, a farewell barbecue for Ayrton Senna, or Marlborough put it on as sponsors. And, um, you know, you sit, I'm sitting at a table with Ayrton Senna and Rubens Barrichello, you know, so it's... Um, it was pretty cool, um, and and as uh, as the years went on, um, obviously access got a little bit more more challenging. But working for the corporation, I, I usually had pretty good access, so it wasn't uh, it wasn't too much of a problem. One of the things that, and I'm sure you'll be able to reiterate this, is one of the things that I've noticed is almost the bigger the stars they are, the more humble they are. Totally, yeah. I mean. Um, out of all the Formula One drivers, and, and it's people go, you can't get access to them, or it's difficult to find them. It's, it's not usually the driver, you know. It's it's, it's, the it's their minders, and the yeah. minders seem, seem to think that they're far more important than uh, than, than they should be. Um, when you get to talk to drivers, I mean, Damon Hill, I, I was a huge fan. You know, um, still traumatised by Adelaide '94, but you know we won't go into that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's so good to be able to photograph him, and then. Obviously, chat with him when uh, he's become a commentator, and, and you see him at the track all the time. So it's um, th- there are occasions where you, you have you struggle to be not a, not be a fanboy. Um, but yeah, it's I mean the late great Barry Sheen. I, I worked with him quite a bit through um, Channel Ten and through you know seeing him at the track, and that was that was awesome yeah, as well. So those those friendships and those you know, once you get them aside, they're just a normal person. Yeah. yeah so. Uh, yeah, there's quite a few guys that I've, I've remained friends with over the, over the years. Uh, my pin-up boy, and, and not that I literally have done it, but is Mario Andretti, and I've met yeah. him three or four times. Yeah. I first met him through a guy called Ron Baddeley, whose son, Aaron's a golfer. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Ron um, is very glad his son didn't go into motor racing because mm. he you know, made more money to golf. But um, Ron's last job in America as a crew chief was on Mario Andretti's car. So I met him under different circumstances yeah. up at Service Paribas in 93. And I've met him since uh, twice in America, and um, it's just staggering the, yeah. the, the humility. Well, my my hero is is one of my heroes is Jackie X, and I, I was able. We did an interview with David Greenhouch, uh, one yeah, a journalist. He he came to Le Mans with me a couple of times, and we we sat down with Jackie and did a, a couple of interviews, two years in a row, and he was very magnanimous and he was very generous with his time it was almost an hour we were sitting with him um i went to um he was talking about uh my medical condition that i have and and obviously some of the issues and challenges that i have getting around the track so he um i saw him again in laguna seca for the Rensport. 
and I was standing by the side of one of his cars. He was doing an interview um, with one of the French TV, and I said, I was waiting to reintroduce myself because I thought, okay, he won't won't remember me. Uh, He finished the interview and came over, grabbed my my hand with both his hands and shook and and, and said, oh, I saw you standing there. I just wanted to come and see how you were, how how you were going. And I'm just going... What? <laughs> so I, I did something I, ne- I hardly ever do. I gave my, my phone to someone to have my photograph taken with Jackie. Yeah. Uh, and he's just, yeah, you hear him talk. Uh, we hear a lot of talk. There was uh, Derek Bell and there was a, a whole bunch of Porsche luminaries at this event. And, yeah, it was just to listen to him speak was amazing. So, yeah, that's, that's a real pinch-me moment. So. Yeah, I understand it. And he's someone of my vintage that I can well and truly relate to. So yeah. Um, so you've done Bathurst 1000s and 12 hours, all of the ones that have existed. Mm, pretty um, much, yep. <laughs> and, and are there any events here that have stuck in your mind about that? Well, the 24-hour races we had in, 2000, in the early 2000s, they were great. Yeah. Um, the 24-hour... There's something different about a 24, isn't there? Just yeah, totally something. different. I mean, 12, in people say, oh, it's Bathurst 12, that's a long race. And you go, well, by the yeah. time you, you, know, you do your first round of pit stops and stuff like that, it's halfway through the race. And you yeah. think, oh, okay, um, better get a move on. So I'm not designed to, to shoot sprint races anymore. <laughs> you know, I, I, need, I need that extra time to get around and, and to, you know, to create the, the stuff I need. So, um, But, yeah, any race here at the Bathurst is, you know, and, and the 12-hour from... 2011, when it came back as in the GT format, you know, it's just grown and grown and grown. I imagine you've yeah. lost count the number of times you've actually walked this track. Too many times, and it's getting steeper and steeper all the time. <laughs> but that, that's the problem. So, um, and then so when you think about it, you go, oh, "Geez, I'm really tired. I'm sore." And then you go, "Hang on, I've actually been up here 30 years." So you know, it makes a bit of a yeah, understandably why the mountain's getting steeper. I've never done it as many times as that, but I remember vividly one time when I did it with uh, Techno. Uh, it was a year um, after they'd. Um, fall, fallen with the uh, clutch problems, mm. but um, with Van Gisbergen and, and uh, Shane's father, Robert. Mm. And my strongest memory was he actually had to walk backwards yeah, yeah. Round, the, round the back of the course because his toes were driving through his shoes. It's just so, it is so steep. People but have no concept about how steep love, it is. What I love about when you, when you get a lot of the Europeans come out here and they go, the, yeah, they're taking in a road car over the top of Skyline the first time and, the, and they grab the seat, they grab, grab the door handle, you know, it's just like, where the hell, where's the road going? And you think they're going to come over there at the <laughs> warp speed. But, uh, yeah, so it's such an iconic track and I think that the... the, the uh, interest that was generated with this 12-hour race, you know, it, it brought a lot of Europeans over here who have always wanted to do it. It's on, been on their bucket yes. list, and to be able to do it in, uh, I know a lot of the Bentley crew, you know, they were saying, oh, I can't wait to get to the mountain, you know, so they've done it on the simulator, and then they get here and they go, yeah, it's a little bit different, it's a lot narrower than we thought, Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, no, it's, I mean, if they said we're going to build this track today, they, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be allowed, no. they, they wouldn't build it, so... Is there one particular spot around the track that you love photographing, that like, you almost have to go to? to there's, take... there's the iconic shots, but yeah, the longer I come here, the more I look for, for different stuff, you know, more, yeah. more atmospheric, more um, wide angle through the trees and stuff like that, just to say that, you know, that you're in Australia. Otherwise, you know, the, coming over Skyline's a, a nice shot, but it, it could be anywhere, you know, so um, yeah, just, there's that challenge to try and find just something different after coming here for so long. All right. Well, thank you very much, Andrew Hall. It's wonderful. Sure. We look forward. DailySportsCar.com. DailySportsCar.com, yep. We'll go looking for that and see your pictures from the lines in 2022. Wonderful. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Appreciate it. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.